Welcome into another episode of the Calcio Connection podcast. We are connecting with you, Italian football fans from all over the world. It's been a few weeks since we've come at you. My apologies. It's just been such a traumatic transfer mercato for Inter that I just I haven't been able to face the music. I mean, Jerry, I was in like a full on depression when and it was more so missing out on Bremer than Dybala because I mean, how many shows did you and I do for weeks when it looked like Dybala to enter? And I kept saying like, hey, it'd be kind of cool to have Dybala on my team, but I definitely have concerns about his injury history and also the way that he would fit within Zaggy Ball. Um, it was still kind of tough to see him go to another club. And I know Roma's very happy to have him. I saw that event that they put on, which was just unbelievable. So he's very appreciated there at Roma, and I hope he does well there. Uh, missing out on Bremer the way that Inter did, seeing him go to Juventus uh, was was a little bit tougher for me to swallow. Uh, but we are here, Alex Dono, alongside Jerry Mancini, as always. Jerry, how you been, sir? I'm uh, I'm very good. Um, been busy just with work, but uh, yeah, I've uh, yeah been good. Not not as much podcasting writing this summer. Um, TOC media finally kicking in again. Sorry about that. But uh, yeah, other than that, yeah, keeping myself well, dude, busy. And I'm, I'm so happy like to see you back covering uh, Toronto FC up there at the stadium, at the press conferences. And like that's almost like an Italian club now because they have all the Italian players. I mean, Benedetti there. Um, you know, oh, hello, hello, Raf Biz. Uh, and I keep seeing Berna keeps getting assists every night, Jerry. Um, so a good friend of mine, I'm going to give him a shout out, Dan Saparita, said a good point the other night. And I kind of agree with him. I feel that when Insigne signed here, he thought he was going to be the main guy. And he was. How's he doing, spot. by the way? So I'll get to that. He, so <laughs> I'll get, no, I'll get to the, it will tie okay. into that. Okay. I, I, I think that when Insigne came here, he thought he was going to be the guy. Everyone was going to look to him. He's the Italian guy coming. Can't wait for Insigne to come. We got this first amazing player since Jopinko. Okay, so he comes. But he doesn't really start in front of Toronto getting that high press. Like, the introduction was great. But when it actually got to the game, Chris Chateau started first. Mm. Got He got three games, and he was introduced. And he was the only guy on the, on the pitch. So he had his little spotlight. And then when Bernadeschi came in, he kind of took the spotlight. And, and everyone's like, oh, all the Juventus fans are like, oh, look, Bernadeschi's here. So you got like this divide of Napoli versus Juventus to see their favorite player. And, and this is how I see it. And, 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 and I look at now the way Bernadeschi has been playing in the first two games compared to Insigne. I think he's been way better. Um, those ratings online, I don't, I don't agree. Um, I think that Bernadeschi's been more energetic. I think that his his vibe, his his attitude, he just looks more hungry on the pitch. He's been more effective in 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 the scoring column and the assist column. Um, it's really early two games, but yeah, if you were to give me my first impression, it, it seems as if Insignia looks a little frustrated on the pitch. Now I could be overlooking this, but I do agree that when when Bernadeschi came in, it it did take some of his spotlight, and now. You got two guys who both want to be the number one guy with with uh, with TFC. So I think Bernadeschi has better character. 
I'm gonna, I, I, as much as I hate Juventus and everyone knows it, <laughs> I and and I had actually finally had the privilege of asking a question to a professional football player. I like, saw that was a first, cool video, or, or no, was it? I, I, I think audio, you sent me, I just you gave sent the, me audio the audio clip. of it. That was really yeah. cool. That was really cool. Yeah, but the asking him in his the way he answered the question was very. Your first impression is your last impression. My first impression of, of Bernadeschi was this guy is here to stay. Um, he's here to embrace Toronto and, and accept it as a, as a second home. And with Insigne, I think that it, it, he's there. But, like, I just got this different vibe with Bernadeschi. I don't know why. And I, I just hope that this doesn't become a feud. I don't think it will. But I think that – in deep inside and kind of his attitude sons on on the on the pitch i think that insignia kind of thinks that man i thought i came here to be the 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 go-to guy but that's no longer the case right so i wonder how that would work out going i think i think that happens i think that happens sometimes with guys who are veterans who have been around forever like insignia i think when they and he he could end up being one of the better players in mls no question about it but i think when you first arrive just because MLS has the reputation of being shit. That's just the reputation, right? I think a lot of times these guys who had great success in Europe will arrive at an MLS club and they're going to think this is just going to be so easy. It's going to be like a training match. And it's just different. Like it's not, it's not a great league by any stretch of the imagination, but you know, tactically it's so different from Serie A and some of the other European leagues that sometimes it just takes adjusting. And I, it doesn't surprise me whatsoever that a guy like Berna, who's more of a glue guy and a hardworking type of guy, would have more success right away because Insigne may have come over thinking it's just going to be a cakewalk. But like you said, it's only been a couple of games. So he may end up being a force in the league, but it may take him a little bit. And yeah, Raf is I, right. Who cares? He's making bank. I don't, I don't <laughs> agree with that. I think a player, to a certain degree, actually does care about his status and what he is on the te- with the team on the pitch to the fans especially in seeing you being a very emotional person too. Like we know he's an emotional person. Yeah. We've seen it many times. Um, all into here, I think Bernadeschi is going to be the better player, the more I think about it. And I think mm-hmm. there's two reasons why. One, he's 28 years old. So I think he's a good comparison to Javinko. And when Javinko arrived, it was 28 years old around there. And I think he has a yeah. lot more mileage in himself in order to kind of like, produce at a more consistent level i think the injury history i don't think is as a bigger factor for him as it is for insigne and we see in the latter years where it started to pick up a toll um i think insigne is going to be great for toronto overall but i just think that bernadeski might be the better player than the more i think about it now um nice i i i could be bullish but um at the end of the day uh, that's how I see it, and I'll end it there because I know that we have other things to talk about in the TSC. But it was nice to get back live games again, and it's something I probably plan on doing for the foreseeable future. I I that's enjoy, great. I love yeah. it, man. I like cutting back, writing just to write for this is way better. I, yeah. I might have to, uh, you know, geographically very far away, but I, I might I might consider adopting TFC because uh, I, I when it comes to MLS clubs, I am a free agent. I'm completely out on the uh, the Inter Miami front. I'm I'm still an Inter uh, Milano fan, of course, but I'm I'm out on uh, on my local Inter Miami. So I'm I'm taking free agent applications. I, I will consider I will consider adopting TFC. That's the only team but, I'll watch. Yeah, MLS. Uh, unless there's nothing on tonight, I'll I'll put it on. But like, 
I'm 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 gonna watch the uh, the second division tomorrow, the uh, the championship for the English league. I'm gonna try to catch some of the games tomorrow. That that's uh, actually a better watch than MLS. Yeah, for real, it like is. not even close. <laughs> it's better. It's probably better. It's a better quality. The, the second tier England is a better quality league than the the top tier United States. But I, I wanted to get into these uh, Matthias Delict comments because uh, our, our guy Mass, and by the way, welcome to Mass. We love you. He says Delict should convert to striker with all the attacking football he's been going on about. Um, now you guys are going to think I have an agenda when I defend Delict because I'm the Interista and oh, somebody quote unquote bashes Juventus. Of course, I'm going to come to his defense. But I think I think uh, people are maybe reading too much into this, Jerry. Because first of all. These players get asked questions. That's how interviews work. Like, he didn't just wake up this morning or yesterday morning and say, how can I trash my former club? He was asked a question about styles of play. Maybe he could have been a little bit more careful with his wording. But well, let me read this quote, and you you tell me what's wrong with it. So, Matthias Delict, uh, now at Bayern, former Juventus uh, center back, says, I joined Juventus with the idea of playing a bit more attacking football because Sarri was the coach. And he played amazing football in Napoli and Chelsea. I expected to have the Ajax style there, but unfortunately, he left after one year. And, you know, you had Pirlo his second year, and then the third year, Dinosaur Ball with Allegri. So it's like, um, I guess I guess maybe he could have just done a better job. Like, And also, this is a Google Translate job, right? Because I'm assuming he said that either in Dutch or German. And, like, you know, so somebody ran this through the old Google Translator so the tone could be different, okay? Um, but I think it's fair, for the most part, what he said. Because, you know, when he chose to play with Juventus, that was under a very certain style with a manager that reminded him more of the style that, that his team played at Ajax. And then a couple of years later, he's playing, you know, 1960s Catanacho. Like, I, I, I can understand where he's coming from, Jerry. And, yeah, this is a guy who's capable of scoring from this direction. Um, I, I think, if anything, people should look. And I see some Juve fans, Jerry, even saying, you know what, he's not wrong. Like, uh, you know, you can be upset about what he said, calling out Juventus, but everything he's seen there is true. Well, with with sorry, it's it's a it's an attacking style of game, right? And you look at dinosaur ball, aka Allegri, and you're very defensive minded. Once you have a goal, you have to drop back with seven hundred guys. So, is that the type of game that Delit wants to play? He is more an attack minded player, where he thought that he would join more into the counterattacks he would join more into creating chances and that never became an opportunity for him and maybe the fact that he wasn't able to kind of play the, the his to his full potential kind of forced his arm and said I don't want to be here anymore I think yeah. at the end of the day that that's what he's trying to say is that when you say forced his arm it's it's appropriate because of all those handballs yeah, yeah, maybe, but uh, um, I, 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 you have a player who just didn't want to be at Juventus, and for good reason. If if a player cannot play within his his limits and and the way his style is, and and has to go without go outside the box and and just can't adapt to it, it he's had what two seasons since Sari left trying to adjust yeah. to the way Juventus plays. 
So I think that, in fairness, he gave it a chance. He tried. He gave two long years. And at the end of the day, he said, okay, I no longer want to be here. He was honest with the club. At least he didn't drag it on and, and try to beat it around the bush. At least you have a player who's front worth, who's up front and says, just take me out. I, I, this and they is got not... plenty of money for him. It, it's not, it's yeah. not like they had to sell him for pennies on the dollar. Like That, that was a, a good good deal. I, I don't see – sometimes the best thing to say is nothing, but yeah, uh, at the end of the day, he's, what, 23? Like, mm-hmm. maturity still has to sink in. That will come in time. I think that he's probably upsetted a, 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 a portion of the, uh, of the Juventus fan base with a comment like that because now it's kind of like saying, uh, maybe not, but still – it, it, I don't know maybe you could take it the wrong way, but uh, I, I see where he's coming from. At the end of the day, I think it's just a simple yeah. quote saying that I didn't want to be there anymore because of the playing style. That's that's just that's what it just comes down to, right? We're getting we're get a little uh, banter, Jerry, from the other side of Rome. Our guy Chris DeSantis, big Romanista, says Jerry on the scene in his wearable toilet paper. Looks like Chris. And and by the way, Chris, uh, you probably just got in here. I said near the top of the episode. You know, as far as Roma goes, I was blown away by that Dybala introduction and how many fans were there and how cool that scene was. So that that was awesome. Uh, as far as Jerry's jersey, Jerry, I think that's an awesome jersey. Like <laughs> Chris can talk his crap if he wants to, but I, I think that's one of the coolest jerseys I've seen in a long time. He he lives in another world. He this is a uh, historic. This is from uh, the the 90s when. When things were great for Lazio, man, this is a uh, this is a winner's jersey. Who's, uh, who, who, who's who's the sponsor? Pull that up so people can see it. Oh, it's Cheeto, or Cheerio, yeah. whatever the fuck you call Cheerio. it. Whatever. It was from it was a gift from somebody, and uh, I never thought that uh, I would ever have a Lazio kit from the '90s. So I feel I feel that this is a. a, a, a very vintage to me. So that, that must have been that must have been the third kit that year. Or did they have the home kit was black it, for some reason? It was the away kit from what I remember. Oh, the away kit. I, oh, wow. Yeah, ninety eight, ninety nine. Nice. Yeah. So that's great. Hey, feels feels way different compared to what what we wear today. Like Puma and like the material itself, it's a it's a little bit more heavier now. Now. Yeah. Not like the jerseys are like they're, they're they're as thin as like the the shoes that they wear on the on the mm-hmm. pitch, basically. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You know, I, I mentioned near the top of the episode my transfer market frustrations. Uh, Anthony says, Alex, you're not the only one. Every single club in Italy are struggling to sign players. Oh, I think Juventus are they've been doing all right. Roma, Roma's places, especially with Milan with the fact that we have not secured the CDK signing yet. Uh, I, I do want to talk a little bit, Jerry, just to keep things on a positive note. Some of the, the biggest Mercato wins so far, because I know Lazio's had some. I mean, for me, as an Interista, um, we've taken some else, no question about it. That stretch of two days between Dybala and Bremer was really, really tough. Um, the, the big the big issue that Inter has been facing, aside from the normal financial challenges of ownership, which we've known about for a couple of years, they've just had a lot of trouble selling. 
right? I mean, they've, they've been work. They haven't even to this point been able to move Pina Monti. Like they've just had a really, really hard time selling players. So you're not going to be able to buy somebody like Bremer if you can't get Alexis off the books, and you're not going to be able to buy someone like or to to pay for a free agent like Dybala if you can't get Alexis off the books. It's just been really, really tough. So uh, I think the biggest win for Inter so far, few would disagree with this is Lukaku back. I'm wearing a Lukaku jersey here tonight. I think that uh, this is, although he's not been great so far in preseason, I'm sure he'll be fine. But this is the sort of thing that um, it can just add such a focal point and so much more consistency to the attack, especially renewing the partnership between Lukaku and Lautaro, which was so dynamic for the two seasons that, that they played together. And Lukaku, with his size, his speed, and his strength, those characteristics made him really, really dangerous in Serie A. I think those characteristics make him stand out a lot more in Serie A than they did in the Premier League. Uh, you know, he feels like home at Inter. He's wanted to come back. So I think the, even though it's a, a dry loan, although here's some reports that it could be a two-year loan, not just a one-year, and then hopefully they can find a way to keep him permanently after that spell is over. Uh, that was the biggest transfer win. I mean, there's been... Other moves that I like, I think Aslani is going to end up being a really good signing in the midfield. You know, people have been bantering the Bellanova signing and being terrible, but he does keep scoring in preseason. So he's scoring <laughs> for whatever reason. Bellanova has been scoring for fun in preseason. We'll see if he provides anything this year. But I would say Lukaku has been far and away the biggest transfer W for Inter so far. What, what about for Lazio? They've made some good moves. What have you liked most? I'm very shocked that we've been able to sell players. First off, yeah. I feel I feel like Lazio has been the only team really to, to sell players in Serie A. From I haven't been watching a lot of other teams, but the fact that we sold Dennis Vavro, we sold uh, Marici, which was a shock. Uh, we sold today. We we loaned out uh, Johnny, who was on his last year of his contract, but still, he, the wages are off the books, so that's that's not bad. Um, there's been a lot more deals, but I would say the the best signing of we've signed so far one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, eight players we've signed in this uh, mercato, and apparently there are a few more to come. So today they signed. Nice. So the, the the official word is that Provedel and Vecino will be coming to Lazio. That's your and biggest move right there, Vecino. He can no he can no longer knock you out of Champions League. He can well yeah. actually he could he could knock you out of Champions League yeah, from within. He could. Actually, yeah. but um, they they these uh apparently Mertens is not out of the question. Um, they're after um Emerson Palmieri. That's another player that sorry is really they've been negotiating for weeks. So that's another thing. Um. I will say the player that has really impressed me the most is Marcos Antonio. And that's a good he, player. And he is the regista. He's more of an attacking midfielder, but he can play as a box to box midfielder. I was reading. And basically, um, he can really click the boxes defensively and offensively. I think it's his pace and his movement. And his ability to, to make one like quick passes that has really sorry encouraged. Um, he's a very young player who came from Shakhtar and uh what's his name? The Shakhtar manager who was in City Africa as well. Deserbi has Derby. really yeah. he he had high regards for him to sorry. So 
it cost us around eight million for him, seven eight million, and we got him on a very good deal because of uh, Shakhtar's financial problems, especially given with the war now. It kind of like it forced him. So he's probably been one of our best players in preseason. Um, Emerson is. I know that Jorge is saying that he's average for Lazio. It, it's a player that probably has the traits that suit Sari and and what he's looking for. Um, a lot of people were were criticizing why the Lazio side Vecino. Vecino is not a starter. He's making around yeah. one point five to two million dollars for three years. You're not you're not Fun signing player. him for yeah. you're not signing him for five years. It's a three year deal. So I don't see he's thirty two years old. I don't think he's thirty one. I don't think uh, he's yeah he's three year deal. Yeah. I don't think he's going to see the end. I think he'll probably stay there for two years and then they'll figure out something because I, I I don't think he's got three years left. He may have like a season and a half left, but he I mean he's he's pretty much looked finished even when he stepped on for a few minutes. I mean he he might be able to do something as a late sub, but yeah, it's, he's he's looked pretty rough the last couple of years here. Well, he's a sorry player, and I'll I'll, I'll see how it goes. Um. I think it's it's still a good move. You want bodies on the pitch, like on on especially with how. Sorry, you want you want multiple players. You don't want to have a depleted squad. And I think that with how the schedule is this season, I think that Lazio is very smart to kind of sign all these players and try to have the depth that they didn't have last year. Um, I I. I, I'm, I'm okay with the signing. I think Providel is a very good signing as well. That's a good signing. Yeah. I don't know how Lutito was able to get the price down to 2.5 million. Um, when Spezia was asking for 6 million, I think that Lutito has been working his magic in this mercato. And uh, he, the fans will always resent him. It doesn't matter how good Lazio does in the market. I think this is their best transfer market in who knows how long. And 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 I, I'll add this. I know they lost to Genoa yesterday, but I don't really give a shit who you lose to. In it doesn't matter. Preseason I mean, doesn't matter. I don't really care if they're a Serie B team. Okay, I have to hear yeah. people say that. Oh, you lost to a Serie B team, though. There's there's concerns. No, there isn't a concern because remember, when you are playing these teams, I saw Roma on Saturday losing to Nice, and I messaged uh, our friend here. Uh, Chris, Chris, and uh, we were talking on the side, and it's not—that's not the starting eleven that's playing in the first half, though. There's two starting elevens that you're going to come out with first half and second half. You're mixing up your lineups, you're 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 tweaking things. You're you're putting some garbage players, say, or mediocre players, with good players. You're you're testing things to see how the team adapts, how they respond, and and yeah, okay, fine. You're playing against them, maybe a lower level team or whatever it may be. I don't think at the end of the day, the whole point of preseason is, is to kind of test and trial where you are, what your team's at, what you're looking at, who adapts to what. It, to me, it's more getting those relationships going, getting the players some familiar, from some familiarity, right? Like remember eight new players in the team. It's going to take some time for Lazio to kind of adjust and adapt with each other. And I didn't know that you gain points in preseason. Right, exactly. Sorry if I distracted you, but I wanted to. This was the freaking tweet of day. Oh, 
you know, we were talking earlier about Delict and, and his comments about Juventus style of play, and freaking our guy Rui roasted Joe Cappuccino today. So Joe Cappuccino, because everyone's all all the Juventus fans are pissed about the talking of attacking football. He says, Delict, this is what we call defending. And then Rui brings up this old gem, Joey Cappuccino saying Delict is the best defender in the world. That was how, how, how did that do? Elite trolling. How did, I, I retweeted how, it the second I saw. It. Let's see how many. How many? Yeah. Uh, how, how good 20, did any three retweets? Oh wow! Three likes. That's not. I mean, that's not bad considering like three hundred twenty-three I mean, likes. That's I thought right? that's, that's very good, man. Twenty-three retweets. That's good. That's very good. That's not bad. When you consider Rui's following is not like fifty k follower, it's really good. See how many like, followers Rui have. Hold on. I think that's pretty and good. Rui's our good friend, by the way, from uh, from look, the red card report. At... He deserves more followers than this. Twenty one hundred followers is that's not, not bad, good man. For Rui. Yeah, but he deserves. I mean, you've got way yeah. way more followers. Okay, than that. How but many look at have? his tweets. Look at his tweets. People who don't tweet. That's because I have no life, and I tweet like ten tweets a day. You tweet all when the I'm time, when yeah. I'm in the, when I'm in the aisle, I'm I'm banging out tweets. Okay, and people are like just looking at me. <laughs> Like I don't have a life, I'm just a big loser. Rui is actually slugging out the coffees out in Boston right now, like he's selling those those coffees for his uh, his family uh, business. Yeah, this is a uh, putting a plug in for you, Rui, you prick. But uh, what's the name of the coffee company? Do you know? Um, I don't know actually. Dude, if anyone, I, I know our. Our guy George knows uh, knows them as well. George, if you know the name of his coffee company, throw. Although I don't think he owns the company, does no, he? So does he, it help he, him? If he... he, I don't know if he delivers or if he's like got a distribution. But yeah, we got to bring yeah, him back on the show because he's a good guy. I've I've been. Uh, I'm a little bit of a dictator. I'm like the Kim Jong Un of Calcio Connection. So I've I've put a ban on Milanisti until they're done celebrating their stupid scettos. Put a I haven't had any Milanisti on since the Scudetto. Oh, espresso machine distributor. I thought you... There you go. But uh, I love espresso. So, so back to this tweet. When was this? Delict shit the bed. So he. Uh, when was this game? Because I'll, I stand by saying that Delict shit, and I, and I still believe that. Bastoni well, he, is he a... sent out. He he sent out a tweet of like. Great slide tackles that didn't involve Delict. See, this is he's saying this is what defending looks like. Oh, it's clean. Oh, that's fine. I get I get the adjustment. I get the most of it, but yeah, I still think Delict's just an average defender. I don't know. I, I don't I don't rate him highly yet. Um, I thought he was okay with Juventus, but I think Bastoni has. I think he's better. That's all I'm gonna say. Can, can we can we book George on the next episode? Because I I don't want to. Uh, George, George, no disrespect to you. I love you. I don't want to bring you on now because we weren't going to be on for more than a few more minutes. But we'll bring you on the next episode. You can join us from the start. I yes. love. Him. He was asking we, if he's still able to be on. We'll we'll be back more regularly now that Alex is no longer doing his morning shifts. Oh, dude, that that was brutal. I felt like Jerry for like two weeks. I was doing, 
Uh, I was filling in on morning radio every day, waking up at 4.30 in the morning. I was like, oh, bags under my eyes. And then by the time it got like 7 p.m., I'm like, I'm done. <laughs> I'm finished. I can't do this anymore. I, I can't do a show tonight. That's why we haven't been on in a couple of weeks. Uh, last thing, Jerry, we talked about transfer wins. And I know there have been some losses, obviously, for Inter, who I, I follow. But And I, I'll say Lukaku was a win or other uh, Onana coming in at goalkeeper, I like. Uh, Sonny, I like that signing. Uh, I'm kind of upset that uh, that by signing Mkhitaryan, they basically gave Roma the wages that they needed to sign DiBala. That was kind of fucked up. Um, now yeah. l- let me say one thing before we before I bring up what the biggest transfer win in Serie A might be to this point. Um, it looks as though. Screeniar is staying at Inter, at least for now, and they're trying to sign it to a new extension. I never rule out a sale when Sooning is involved, though, because I know that if Chelsea or another Premier League club, it looks like PSG is more than likely out of the running, but if, if a Premier League club offers 70 million euro plus, Sooning is just going to take the money and run. So I'm not going to rule out anything. I know they're trying to work on an extension. So if Screeniar does end up staying, That'll be kind of the light at the end of the tunnel for the whole Bremer thing falling through. That if, if there can keep Skriniar, I can sleep at night and with her going to event, which is, but hopefully they keep Skriniar. If they do sell Skriniar at the end of this window, having lost out on Bremer, this is going to be maybe the worst transfer window that I've followed in decades with Inter. If, because if they could have actually sold Skriniar a few weeks ago, for about 70 million, they had the opportunity to, at that time, sign Bremer for about half the price that they sell Skriniar for. And Bremer might even be a better center back than Skriniar. Uh, believe me, I'm aware of that. So that would have been at least good business. It would have been tough to see Skriniar go, but if they had sold Skriniar and replaced him with Bremer at half the price, that would have been really good business. But if you sell Skriniar late in the window, without a real replacement, if your best option might be Milenkovic, then it's it's just not a freaking good move. So hopefully, hopefully they keep screening R and at least I can be somewhat content with this transfer window. Um, what would you say, Jerry, to this point, the biggest transfer window to you? I think Bremer to Juve might be the biggest transfer win because Juve, within a span of like 48 hours, they thought they might lose Dybala to their biggest rival, and see Inter sign Bremer, and then instead of losing Dybala to Inter, they lose him to Roma, uh, which is, you know, that that's a better alternative for Juventus. And then they steal Bremer away from Inter. That was like the best two days of dubs that anyone had at the trailer when the Bremer move was big. Um, in regards to Bremer, I thought that the whole way it planned out just didn't I no one saw that coming so I personally thought that he was going to play at Inter I think that Inter was the better choice for him playing in a back three as he did for the most of his career he, he's always been a back three player and uh I wonder how he's going to adjust to a back four considering that it, it is a big change for a player. I think the way you have to play, how you have to adapt, um, the space you have to cover, the style, and I'm not saying he can't do it, but I, 
I think the transition just would have been easier at Inter, but who's to say he doesn't do it at uh, at Juve? I don't want to count that he's out. Great because he's a great, he's a great I, player. I think he, he, he'd be good in just about any back line. Yeah. I just think that Inter was a, a more suitable choice for him. But, um, hey, Juve got a, a quality defender that was able to replace Delit and had Bremer sign with Inter from a while back, I think that Juve would right now would be in a bad place. So let's just say they would be in a difficult situation. I think Milinkovic would have been signed already from Fiorentina. That's that's my that's my my suggestion is that they would have gone to him had they didn't get Bremer because they needed something. That's that's hundred yeah, percent. Um as for Screenyard, I don't I don't know what's I don't even know what inter like how do I say this? Okay, I don't think Inter knows what Inter is anymore. Is that like, is that is that a fair point? Like, I I feel like the club so, don't know who they are. Like, everyone's trying to figure out what's going on with Inter. Like, I think that their 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 transfer market has been very weird in some ways, and like, I don't know what their goal is. And now you got. What, what's his name there? That chooch of an owner you have there, uh, Jang. Uh, Stephen Jang. Even Jang now apparently owes two hundred and fifty million dollars in debt. He, he's got yeah, the, for a lawsuit. The yeah. lawsuit. Like, what's the future? What's the future with their ownership? Because he just keeps on racking up the debt. And yeah, he needs to sell. Like, the longer you stay with this guy, the further Inter is going to go back. I well, think. Un- unfortunately, staying with him is his choice, not ours. <laughs> it's like no, no, I get that. I, 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 I don't see a clear path to this team going forward, though. No, it's just, there, there, there's it no, there, there, so there, there, there can't be, there can't be a real project because yeah. when, when your number one objective every transfer window is capital gains first and sporting projects second, like. Every now and then, a club may have a window like that. But when every single window, your objective is capital gains first, and then everything else is back burner, you can't sustain a project. Like you get, you know, they they've done a pretty darn good job uh, up to this point. This has been a rough window up to this point. They've done a pretty good job with free transfers and bargains, but the bargains don't always work out because they make these agreements with players. Like they had an agreement with Bremer for months for wages and they were hoping, Hey, Bremer is going to insist only enter only enter. And that's going to make it easier to bargain with Torino because he only wants to go to enter. But the problem is if you wait too long, the players get fed up and then, you know, you, you don't you can't predict the market, right? Because Juventus suddenly came into a ton of money with selling Delict that Inter may not have predicted would happen when the window started. But Juventus made a ton of money selling Delict, and then they were able to come in. They were able to offer Bremer more money, and they were able to offer Torino a lot more money. And you can't predict that. And then it's the same thing with DiBala on a free. Inter had a pact with DiBala for months. Here's the project. He likes it. Here's the wages we can offer you. He liked it. But then they were unable to move strikers, right? Because Alexis hit hard with his buyout and they weren't able to come to an agreement. And then eventually, Dybala just doesn't want to sit there and wait for you for the entire window. He's he's going to start looking elsewhere, which he did and good for him, right? I mean, he made a decision he felt was best for 
or I, you know, I'm surprised he took the, the money that he did, but he may, he's tired of waiting on Inter. So good for him for moving on. And so that that's the problem when you have an instability in ownership like this, even a really, really good sporting director like Mel, Mike Marotta can only do so much when you're financially so hamstrung. No, absolutely. Um, I guess to see what happens with the club, but like, don't get me wrong, Lukaku's a good signing and how they did it. Uh, I, I think that Mkhitaryan's a decent signing. I I know that some people say he's old, this and that, but I think that he still provides quality, especially off the bench in, in that midfield. Um, their back line, they didn't really do much to their back line to try to improve it, but their back line's still one of the best, just keeping the way it is. And we'll, we'll see what happens, but I think your wing backs is a concern, though. I think that's the yeah. biggest concern now with Inter is their wing backs. Like, you got Dumfries. And I don't know who else you have. You got Dumfries. Oh, go, go, Gosens, who's got a little Gosens. injury trouble right now. D- 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 Darmian. A... Yeah. You, you lost Perisic. Think about it. You yeah. lost Hakimi two years ago, and now yeah. you lost Perisic. You lost yeah. your two best wingbacks in the span yeah. of two years. That is, yeah. and, and, and they never really upgraded that position in order to replace them. Like, that's – that. I'm, I, who's going to – deliver those crosses like Perisic does like Hakimi did like I thought Hakimi was really good in the, in the final third as well like oh, he adapted great. as the season progressed yeah. but like yeah man I, I wonder how they're gonna they're really gonna be counting on Darmian this year that's that's isn't that scary you have to count on Darmian yes and no he, he's been pretty good um at, at some point because he, he's getting up there in years so at some point he's probably gonna run out of gas but uh but he he's actually been pretty good like he, he's a jack of all trades like he's not he's not a superb attacking player nor is he a superb defender but he's just good at everything darmy like he's actually been pretty good um but yeah but still like there, there's only there's only so much you can expect because he's got a ceiling like it's like a younger version of uh danilo d'ambrosio who's been with the club for like 100 years right i mean he was I like he him. was a he was a lot more consistent like two three years ago he's not really the same player but he's a jack of all trades right it's the same thing with darmian like you can count on these guys to score some clutch goals and and in the case of uh of D'Ambrosio, he has like a couple of miraculous defensive plays every year. Like the block when he blocked with his freaking groin, he blocked that shot from Milan a couple of years ago that preserved a three-two win. That was unbelievable. But you know, we'll wrap it up in a moment. I want to offer everybody a huge thank you for stopping by. And I think Mass is right. I think Inter need to call Barca to get some tips for how how to win the transfer market, even though you're broke like how does Barca always do that Jerry anything you want to promote on the way out anything you've been writing um Jay Mancini 8 I wrote an article basically recapping TFC's final loss their loss in the Canadian Championship versus Vancouver back on Tuesday night and uh wrote that yesterday and that's about it like I haven't been writing a lot for City uh, right now I, I just been focused just on TSC and it for good reasons, like we said before. But uh, yeah, it's I'll still be focused on Serie A, but the writing on Serie A will be less. And I find that just doing one article a week just makes it easier for me, so I don't have to stress out much and easier. overwhelm myself. It's so much easier. It's I know people probably prefer I'm writing Serie A content, but when it gets me when it gets me credentials, I'll take that any day. <laughs> 
I, I care less about Serie A. But uh, I'm just happy that Lazio is having a strong transfer market. So it keeps the season optimistic. And uh, since business in the house, I'll, I'll, I'll leave this here. Your boy Kim Min, Kim Min Jae almost took out Victor Osimhen for good today because he was apparently a rough tackle in training session really? that had that had Osimhen limp off, but he came back and scored two goals apparently. But, okay, that's that's a good but, way to respond. That, that, that's 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 a good way, Kimmy. Yeah, Come, straight start. Just take out your best player. That's it. Just I can wow. Give him a nice shot. <laughs> Oh, they're cool. Yeah, of all players, cool that's uh, that's a good point. That's actually business right there. Cool now. I can just imagine how mad Victor Osimhen got. But that guy's got a temper so bad. He needs. I think just Victor Osimhen needs to learn how to be more calm and more mature. But that's going to come with time. That that will come in time. But he he, he and, plays with emotion. He lives with emotion. For certain guys, that's just what makes them tick. Yeah, I, I no one gives not, a shit I'm about Napoli, bro. Fuck yourself. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I think Napoli's got a good team. I think they're they're a top four contender. By the way, the, the only thing, the, the main thing that I want to plug is because I know Jerry has notified me that my my internet has sucked as usual. I'm getting it upgraded, Jerry. On Saturday, the AT and T man is coming. They're upgrading me to fiber internet. And so if I'm if I'm having these same issues come next week, I'm going to be making a very angry phone call to AT&T about that. But I, I am getting my they finally offer fiber in my area, which they haven't offered until like a week ago. So I'm getting I'm getting better uh, Internet connection come uh, Saturday. So by the next time we're on, hopefully I'm going to have just a, a smoother smoother wi-fi situation and yeah i've been uh i, I know that there there may be not a whole <laughs> there, there may not be a whole lot of interest from this audience but uh, i've been doing a lot more um college football american football uh coverage um i'm working with uh with sports illustrated and the locked on Con- uh, podcast network so if you guys want to check those things out if you if you go to my twitter bio You'll see where to find anything. And again, I know that most of the people who watch this content are into uh, to Calcio, so there may not be any crossover. But just in case, my, my balls are going to have fiber. We need to bring back Manscaped. Is what we need to do. Maybe they'll send us a new kit. I actually, that's funny you say that because I was looking at my Manscaped tweet that I tweeted out. Oh yeah, I might actually just do that for shits and giggles and promote yeah. Manscaped for the hell of it. I wrote a tweet like two years ago. And it was amazing. About promoting, you know, we we could probably get them back. It's like just don't don't expect like to actually make a lot of money through it, but maybe they'll send us another oh, kit man. because they they've they've upgraded. Because like back when we had Manscaped, it was the Lawnmower 3.0. I think it's the Lawnmower 4.0 or even 5.0 now. So they've upgraded their equipment. We should look into that. I'm down to we should. I'm down to get we that should. that Manscaped tweet back out again. We might be able to. I, I know I know who to email, so we might be able to. Uh, and yeah, Mass, I'm, I'm excited. You know I am. And I know you are as well. All right, guys. Thank you so much, right. everyone who stopped in. Mass, Raph, um, our guy George, Sanjar, thank you so much for stopping in. Anthony, thank you so much for coming in. Berat, thank you so much. And I agree for Inter. Chris, thank you so much. Oh, and yeah, I, I did see that today. That, that, that'd be a nice win as well. All right, we will talk to you guys again next week another episode 
of the Calcio Connection podcast. See ya. Roma Merda.